0: Welcome back, everybody. Hope you've all been doing well. I hope you've been uh, using the tools I've been giving you to carefully dismantle and detach yourself from the insane Hasbara Zionist propaganda that infects every corner of our social media. More so, it seems, than even this This fucking stupid Josh Hutcherson thing. I don't know if you guys have been seeing that, but that's all over everything right now. Is this Josh? Is just fucking Josh Hutcherson to the to the whistle song by Flo Rida. Is driving me crazy. Uh, almost as crazy as all this insane Zionist propaganda. Um, but today this is gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode, just because I wanna. I really want to talk about this because it's a really important question. Yeah, I think this question will be probably one of the most important ones that I explore on this show in this series. And I really think that answering this question will turn the tides of what is happening, both uh, on the ground as well as in the court of public opinion. And uh, that question is, uh, does the IDF have a special semen sperm uh, retrieval team? Is the IDF uh, going out and fucking jerking off the corpses of dead soldiers uh, to get their semen? This is a genuine question. And that's the kind of thing that I would bring up. And I'd be called like anti-Semitic for that. And people will be like, oh, you can't say that shit. Like that's like, that's blood libel or that's like adjacent to blood libel. But it's, it's not. Like the fucking Israel's official Twitter account tweeted that i'm gonna read you guys uh, the tweet here uh shaley atari's husband yahav was murdered by hamas terrorists she did everything in her power to retrieve his sperm so that their dream of having more children would live on even without yahav unfortunately she was unsuccessful what they're out here retrieving dead genocider sperm like, that shit's wild, dude. Like, motherfucker, you should be in Gaza retrieving the, the fucking hostages, man. Not rescuing sperm from some dead asshole's testicles. Like, what the hell? This is the kind of thing um, that makes me think that whoever is running uh, Israel's official state social media is secretly, like, a pro-Palestine person or, like, even maybe a Hamas sympathizer and is just doing like the most amazing counter propaganda, you know, between like between tweeting about like retrieving sperm and then like having public fights with like Susan Sarandon and the Hadid sisters. Like, I think like Israel's social media game is like the best, uh, like counter propaganda you can imagine. And then, uh, I got, I got in a little bit of trouble, not trouble. Um, I got a little bit of, a little bit of traffic because uh, in response to that, I, I tweeted, I was like, I hope Hamas jerked off his corpse first, and now they're using it to uh, incubate the next generation of, of uh, Hamas fighters. And, you know, um, they didn't like that. I thought that was funny, though. Like, I know it's a big thing that Israel is scared of, is that Palestinians, like, objectively have a much higher birth rate than they do uh which is like a part of the big reason as to why they see palestinians as a demographic threat uh to the ethno state to the jewish supremacy state uh that is israel but like are they that down bad like you don't got any live motherfuckers who can make israeli babies for you that you gotta resort to fucking yanking off dead guys like i really sympathize with israeli uh soldiers here with the the Israeli genocide squad when they have to decide, you know, between uh, in the middle of a firefight when they got to decide between, you know, if they're going to return fire or if they're going to go over to their fallen comrade and suck them off. Cause you know, in that moment, you're caught between the choice of saving your own life or killing Hamas terrorists or, you know, playing the long game and like getting that sweet nectar to make more Israelis. You know, and I'm playing this episode a little bit more casual. And you see that there's like, you know, it's a lot of speculation here um, about whether Israel or the IDF really does have like a, a semen retention, semen retrieval uh, unit for, for fucking dead guys. But I'm not, because they actually do. According uh, to this article, uh, The Wire. Uh, The story of Israel's posthumous sperm retrieval program, a program that was approved in Israel in 2003 via instructions from the country's attorney general, who at the time had declared that procreation was an important and substantive issue in Israeli society. And we know it is, because Palestinians have, like, a superior birth rate to Israelis. Like, these Palestinian men, are they're fucking they're studs, they're fucking chads, man. And these Israelis, you know, they got to be dead to conceive apparently, or at least, sorry, the IDF soldiers have to be dead to conceive. And you know, I always thought that that like sperm retrieval, I don't know where I heard this. Um, but I thought that like you had to stick like an electrode up the ass and then like send a pulse to get like a dead person to, uh, to like, you know, to splooge. But apparently, it's like a—it's a very simple, like, surgical procedure. And I guess, at least from what I'm reading here, is that you can't jerk off dead guys to uh, to retrieve sperm. So I guess every joke I've made up until now is stupid and meaningless. But back to what we were talking about: this is an actual thing. It's so normalized they have a fucking acronym for it. They call it PSR—Posthumous Sperm Retrieval. That's insane. Like, and I'm just from this article reading through here, this is something that is considered like very uncommon, very unorthodox and like, you know, weird in other countries. But apparently kind of Israel has, you know, fought for the normalization of that. And it's kind of like, you know, they've been like the exception, kind of like the same deal with like the apartheid where every other country is like, yo, apartheid. Not cool, man, even like contemporary South Africa is like, no, I'm not down with apartheid. Uh, but I guess that's Israel's thing, is like, you know, they wanna be kind of edgy, they wanna kinda be like uh like the black sheep there, and they're like, yo, apartheid, cool. Um dead guy semen retrieval, you know, poggers, we're down with that. And I feel like I feel like there's gotta be there's gotta be like an element of consent there, right? Is there like I'm wondering if there's like some kind of like living will or something that IDF soldiers sign beforehand that, you know, if I die, you have my permission to harvest my sperm. And then like, I guess that brings up the question too of like, if I'm, if I'm single at the time of my death and you've now harvested my sperm, do I get to, do I get to choose who gets to use my sperm to make a child? You know, there's, and there's really, there's like no way for me to choose that right and i think that's a big issue of consent there and you know you got to protect your your genetic material you know like to all the to all the idf soldiers out there you know the the state of israel dude they want your they want your gravy don't give it to them don't do it you know like here's the concern that i have is you know if they're going to collect my sperm and i don't have a i don't have like a partner at the time of death to use it you know like how do I know that they're not going to go ahead and just give it to like 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 a horse girl or something you know like I don't want I don't want my kid raised like that I don't want my kid raised in the stables you know how like terrible of a life that would turn out to be like how do I know they're not going to give it to to like somebody who's really into like astrology you know like I should, I feel like you should get some kind of like choice over that right and you know furthermore how do you how do you get on the IDF semen retrieval squad? You know, is it by like seniority? Is it like guys are signing up for this? You know, like oh, you did really well at target practice. Uh, you did really well at fucking hand job practice. You know, like you get to be on the on the semen retrieval team, or is this something that's like a little bit more of a punishment, where they're like, you know what, you've been, you know, you've been kind of letting it go lately. You haven't been picking up the slack. Uh, you know, we're sticking you on the blowjob crew. And I just like I just picture these uh IDF soldiers running into battle with uh with like a thing, a lubiderm and like a little like a little little container, you know, a little Tupperware to to keep the sample in. And of course, you all know I'm going to talk about the Palestinians and how this relates to them, because, you know, I like to keep it a buck fifty with you. Um, I'm going to show some analytical balance here because there is a there is a little bit of an industry of uh, of Palestinians trafficking uh, in semen too, but um, they have a much better reason for doing that. Uh, it's more out of necessity than out of like some very like weird uh, like Lazarus af- affinity for IDF soldiers. Um, So like there's a report uh, that Palestinians uh, who are interred in Israeli jails um, have there have been a couple instances of uh, these Palestinians smuggling uh, their sperm out to their spouses in Gaza so they can uh, conceive via via, um, IFV or IVF uh, in vitro fertilization or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, this is kind of out of more of a necessity then, out of like some like weird like hubris um because you know because israel has um a lot of laws that govern uh palestinian movement as well as uh which palestinians uh can see members of their family like we we know that if you if you live in gaza and you have family members living in the west bank uh it's virtually impossible to see them uh thanks to the israeli state um And obviously, uh, the Palestinians uh, who are in prison in Israel, there are about 4,000 of them, uh, about 300, over 300 of them are uh, in administrative detention, which means they're being held there without the right to a trial, which, of course, in any anywhere in the world, we'd say that that's fucking terrible. But apparently, it's permissible to the U.S. war machine and to the Israeli state because they're Palestinian. Uh, But that's not the point, is that the Palestinian people who are being held hostage and have been held hostage in Israel for years uh, via their corrupt military court system that convicts kids for throwing rocks. They have been 96 Palestinian children who have been born via smuggled sperm out of Israeli prison into whether that's into Gaza or the West Bank. Um, and And that is as of 2012. So think of how many more kids have been born with... You know, fucking illegal sperm. Like, that's wild. That's crazy. And, you know, the, the Palestinian people reproducing with smuggled sperm out of Israeli prisons has become a problem that Israel actually noticed. And they did ban it. Like, they explicitly banned it and have started monitoring it. So, not only is the IDF... Like... Are they going out and collecting the sperm of their dead soldiers, but they're also like monitoring and policing the sperm of Palestinian people. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to make every Palestinian prisoner get like a vasectomy while they're in prison. You know, that doesn't seem completely outlandish considering a lot of the things that the Israeli state does to Palestinian people. And you know, if you're going to take anything away from this, at least what I'm thinking about right now is, you guys have you guys know that scene from Jurassic Park where Jeff Goldblum, he's talking about the kind of control that they're trying to have on the dinosaurs to stop the dinosaurs in the park from reproducing. And he's got that famous line when he says, life, uh, life finds a way. I think that is so pertinent to this situation here you know you can lock up these freedom fighters but you know you can't lock up their baby gravy man like they will they will get it out past walls and fences and checkpoints and you know they will reproduce life finds a way you know it life doesn't care about your apartheid life doesn't care about your illegal military occupation or your administrative detention you know life finds a way and resistance keeps on going baby you know i am filled with i'm filled with hope hearing about all the palestinian men who have smuggled their sperm out of israeli prisons so that they can continue to fertilize the future freedom fighters of tomorrow it's it's amazing and you know just to kind of like circle back to these to this weird concept of uh the idf extracting the sperm of you know, fallen assholes. The this has caused a little bit of uh, inner turmoil amongst the family of the fallen IDF soldiers, because there's a co- there's been a couple cases, um, you know, where they've had to go uh, through legislative uh, committees, and you know, there's been legal battles over who has the rights to the dead Occupation Forces members' sperm. You know, there's been cases where, uh, like, the wives or the partners of dead IDF soldiers are fighting uh, the family members, like the parents of the dead soldier over who gets custody of, uh, of this sperm. You know, who gets custody of the of the millions of microscopic children uh, coming out of a dead asshole's balls. And apparently, apparently 10% of, uh, of IDF soldiers have expressed a desire in having their semen extracted. And the other 90% of IDF soldiers uh, have not. And this is, uh, according to the Jerusalem Post, possibly because they just did not know that it is an option. So the argument that a lot of uh, a lot of the Israeli media is making is that not that not that like it's kind of it's kind of weird to be like to be taken like dead guy sperm, but that more more of these IDF soldiers need to be aware. Uh, you know, that their seed can be repurposed uh, after death. And I guess uh, this practice has kind of uh, fallen into disarray prior to October 7th. Uh, but a lot of what happened after October 7th removed a lot of the red tape around the practice. And it's been carried out uh, quite a few times for, uh, for both IDF soldiers as well as civilians uh, killed by Hamas. So you know, I guess that's like one of those immediate like knee jerk reactions to uh, to being attacked. You know, the U.S. the U.S. was like, you know, we got attacked by terrorists. Um, we need to invade Iraq. But Israel was like, we got we got attacked. We got to start. We got to start harvesting dead guy semen. I find it really weird though, because according to according to Haaretz, in the last month. Uh, Sperm has been retrieved from 33 men, uh, four of them civilians, and then the other 29 soldiers, which I don't know. I find it like is kind of odd that most of them are soldiers, you know, because to me, if you're particularly concerned with conceiving a child after death, you know, maybe you don't, you know, become a soldier, you know, like maybe you don't put yourself into a into a position you know, where you're a little bit more likely to encounter an early death. And I know Israel has a mandatory civilian conscription. Um, but I don't really think that's an excuse for much because there are a lot of different ways you can get out of it. You can take the Edomar Ben-Gavir route and uh, just be like way too racist and genocidal even for the IDF. Or you can, you can, there's like multiple religious exemptions. Uh, not the point though. But that is, uh, that's wartime uh PSR posthumous sperm retrieval and I will never stop uh reading out the wording for that acronym because it's it's amazing but that's just uh that is wartime PSR that we're talking about you know this is like this is like respawning your soldiers in uh in tough times and times of war because they have another there's another portion here you know where they talk about like PSR in the good times so there's like a there's a wartime sperm retrieval, and then there's like a civilian structure like peacetime sperm retrieval. And I guess it can be done at the request of uh, of widows without any need for legal bureaucracy. And uh, also by parents, and it's a little different. It's a little different for parents um, because if you're if the parents, and again, this is in peacetime, if the parents want to retrieve, Uh, the sperm of a dead, of their dead IDF child, they need to receive a court order from family court uh, to, to get it. So it's, it's something that's completely open for partners in Israel. You can, you know, you got access, you know, the gravy train don't stop running if you're, uh, if you're married, if you're the partner, but if you're the parent, you know, you got to go out there and you got to get like legal permission to get your hands on that nectar. But in, in times of war, this uh, this red tape's been taken down. Uh, like right now, when they're now that they are in like wartime PSR laws, uh, the requirement has been temporarily eliminated. So now, like anybody, and that's what caused a lot of the fighting, you know, between the family members and the spouses of the IDF uh, over who gets there, over who gets their sperm, you know, because now that they're in wartime, they're like, you know what? It's a fucking free for all. You know, now that now that they're in wartime PSR, all bets are off. It's like a fucking episode of Oprah with IDF soldiers' balls. You get sperm. You get sperm. You're all getting sperm. So that's going to about do it uh, for this quick episode. Just wanted to share that with you guys. I came across it and I was like, you know, this isn't the most productive use of my time. But this is certainly like a very interesting thing to talk about. I I you know I I hope you go out I hope you google it and honestly I think I would give up all of my morals you know I would abandon every single sense of ethics that I have to join the IDF sperm retrieval team I think that is a position of honor you know that's a veteran right there but thank you for listening go out research uh, IDF sperm retrieval team I'm going to be so mad if this turns out to be my most like downloaded episode too, because I already know I'm going to title it something kind of catchy. That's going to get clicks. Um, but like, I'm going to be kind of mad, you know, that I put a lot of work into the other episodes that were very genuine, you know, thought out analytical critiques of Israeli policy and very like very in depth, uh, analysis of the situation As well as um, very impassioned calls for Palestinian human rights. So I'm going to be very upset if this is like, if this episode does really well. But uh, go out, you know, Google that. Thank you for listening. You know, if this uh, ordeal has taught us anything, those Palestinian resistance fighters, man, they ain't shooting blanks. Pun intended. Free Palestine. Have a good day.